sports, politics, life. Advantage Termite and Pest Control presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues online at AdvantageTPC.com. We're going to do something a little different here today on this episode of KKHI. We're going to focus on people, individuals. We're going to have several stories instead of issues, although some of these people have issues. It's going to be about people, and we start with one of the most remarkable sports stories that nobody is talking about anywhere And if this one doesn't make you feel good on a cold winter day, I don't know what will. It is Gary Woodland from the University of Kansas, from Topeka. And he went to Washburn prior to going to KU, the 2019 United States Open golf champion in America at Pebble Beach, no less. And one of the all-around good guys, not just in sports, uh, but certainly anywhere here in the Midwest and in our area. As you know... Uh, Gary Woodland's an accomplished player, has won several tournaments, and he's a player's player. A lot of the players on the tour, professional golfers, really look up to and respect Gary Woodland. He is not the greatest player in the world, but he is a major champion, which puts you into a very elite category of golfers that have ever played the game. So Gary Woodland is a true champion in the sport, and he is a true champion in life. And as he returns to golf this week at the Sony Open in Hawaii, he tells the remarkable story of what he has been through over the last several months. Folks, I'm going to play for you a clip that if this doesn't make you, if it doesn't open your eyes, make you hug your loved ones, and make you feel great about people, science, medicine, and human achievement, I don't know what will. This is designed to uplift you, but it is harrowing. Gary Woodland, after the Masters last year, started getting symptoms of this lesion they eventually would find on his brain and the brain surgery that would have done several months ago. He started shaking. Imagine a professional golfer trying to play, practice, putt with his hands shaking. He started shaking. He started having tremors and he started having these, well, he'll describe exactly what it is. These, these attacks where he would just, his body would just and, and freak out and he would, he would get nervous and he frequently thought he was going to die. This became very prevalent when he slept at night. And we would wake up dozens and dozens of time over the course of weeks thinking he was going to die. Because this lesion on his brain was touching against the part of his brain that functions nervousness and anxiety and fear. This is an incredible story. I can't even tell this story. This is much better for him to tell it. And so here we go. Right after the Masters last April, Gary Woodland, who is back playing golf this week in Hawaii, said he knew something was terribly wrong. It was uh, a lot of jolting, um, especially in the middle of the night, shaking. Um, Hands were really tremoring. A lot of fear. Um, And that was the one that scared me the most was I'm a very optimistic person, believe good things will happen, and I was very fear-driven every day, uh, mostly around death. And uh, as it got worse, um, you know, loss of appetite, chills, no energy, um, it's, it started getting pretty bad to where I was meeting. I have a performance coach. I'm working with her. Um, it started getting so bad, I called my doctor, Arasapai, who I've been with for 13 years, and I was like, man, I need something to calm me down. Like, almost anxiety. Um, and he's like, Gito, I can't give you anything without an MRI. And I'm like, I'm, I'm shaking so bad. He wanted to roll out Parkinson's. Um, and I got an MRI that night, and it came back with a lesion. Looks like a tumor on my brain. Um, started going through more testing, more MRIs. They got me to a specialist in Kansas City who explained everything to a T, that the jolting and everything I was experiencing at night was actually partial seizures. Um, the fear, the, this lesion in my brain sat on the part of the brain that controls fear and anxiety. So he's like, you're not going crazy. Um, everything you're experiencing is absolutely common and normal for where this thing's sitting in your brain. Um, they got me on anti-seizure medicine immediately. The seizure still continued. So they increased the dose. And once they increased the dose, that started to go down. I started losing memory. I started doing a lot of things started happening, the symptoms started getting worse, but the only ones they were worried about was the fear and anxiety. And as the medicine started to increase, 
my brain started to slow down and every those seizures started to stop, which was nice for me because I was able to function during the day. But the meds I was on were working for the seizures, but they were horrible for me as a person. I, I had horrible side effects. And that's <laughs> the fear went away for a couple of weeks. And once it came back and I was calling the doctors, they were tracking the brain with monthly MRIs um, to make sure everything was stable and it wasn't growing. But when the fear started to come back, the doctor's like, we have to go in. Um, it was pushed on the brain. The part that it's pushing on, they believe that it was growing. And uh, I played through Greensboro. And I, the game, the reason why I kept playing is my game, from a physical standpoint, felt really good. And I was in positions that I've been trying to get into a long time. And it was a break from what I was dealing with off the golf course. Um, it was hard because we didn't tell anybody. But it was just, we didn't understand either. We didn't know exactly what was going on. And my caddy pulled me aside after Greensboro. We were staying together in the house. My wife was flying out most weekends just because I didn't want to be alone. I was nervous. Sleeping was the worst part because I was just jolting, jumping out of bed with fear. Um, and mostly, like I said, around death. And so my caddy pulled me aside. He's like, Jeff, you can't play this way. You got to go get help, man. You got to get fixed. Um, I mean, I'd be standing over a club and forget which club I was hitting. I'd be lining up putts, and I'm like, oh, it's just taking too long. I'm just going to hit it. I just didn't have the focus, the energy. And I went the next week to see a specialist that I was referred to in Miami, which was nice because it was close to home. And he's like, we got to go in. We got to get this out. The only, We can keep ramping up medicine, but the medicine's not slowing down the fear. Um, biopsy, it's too risky from where it was in my brain. He didn't want to go in any more than he had to. Um, so surgery and removal was the next step. They couldn't get it all out from where it is located. It was benign, which is the big deal. If it was cancerous, they would have removed it all. But it's up against my optic tract. Um, so they removed as much as they could. And they believe they cut off the blood circulation to what's left. So they're tracking it right now with every three months with MRIs still. I had an MRI right before I came to Hawaii a week and a half ago. And everything was stable from surgery. So that's... A huge relief for me. Um, so showing up in Hawaii practicing the last 10 days, I had a little bit of relief off my back that it's stable in there right now. And we'll just pray and hope that it continues to not grow. Can you imagine for four months, Gary Woodland thought everything was going to kill him. And then they say, we're going to wheel you into the hospital and do brain surgery on you. I cannot even imagine what this man has been through. I've never heard what he just described. I have never heard an incredible story like this. Can you even imagine what that was like for Gary Woodland? And he continued to play golf before he knew exactly what it was and was out on the road. This is an unbelievable story. This is one of the all-time, you know, it doesn't matter if he goes and wins another tournament, folks. That's not what it's about. Going through this, having this surgery, and getting back onto the golf course within a year is one of the most incredible sports medical stories I've ever heard. DeMar Hamlin took all the headlines last year. We saw that. We know what happened there. Um, we oftentimes see people get injured in a very serious way or have something. We remember Eric Berry and his, you know, cancer and the things that he went through and then continued to play football. We've seen some amazing stories in these parts. I don't know if I've ever heard anything quite as incredible as Gary Woodland's story. And when you hear his words, I hope you're thinking the same thing that I was thinking, and that is most sports interviews kind of stink. Most sports news conferences kind of stink. The athlete isn't very smart. They're canned answers. They're given cliches. They're saying things that don't really, they aren't interesting and they don't really matter. Gary Woodland was sitting in a news conference yesterday where reporters were asking him questions, and that's how eloquent he, eloquently he spoke about all of this. That is an incredible story. If you cannot root for Gary Woodland, you don't have a pulse. And put aside your K-State fandom or your Missouri fandom, if you cannot root for this guy, you don't have a pulse. That's jumping out of bed with fear at night thinking you're going to die? Oh, my God. In addition to the very real possibility that you're going to die because there's a lesion on your brain. I cannot imagine the torture. The last nine months have been for Gary Woodland and his family. God bless them. Godspeed. Say a prayer that it's all fine in remission. It sounds like they didn't get it all, that they left some of it on there, but it's benign and not growing. 
Just a remarkable story. Go Gary Woodland. He's playing in the Sony Open in Hawaii beginning on Thursday. The second person I want to talk about today is Jesse Waters of Fox News. And I don't know if you noticed this yesterday or not, but something really weird happened at Fox News. Or the only other explanation for what happened with Jesse Waters' show on Tuesday night, the only other explanation is that he's just full of crap. That he's an overhyper, underdeliverer, whatever. All day long, Jesse Waters promoted a quote, massive investigation, unquote, by Jesse Waters Primetime that we're going to spill the beans tonight at seven o'clock Central Time on Jesse Waters Primetime about Taylor Swift being used by the Pentagon with psychological operations for disinformation to disenfranchise conservative voters, that they're using Taylor Swift in social media to benefit Democrats, hurt Republicans, and they're doing it under the guise of disinformation. He referred to this as a, quote, massive investigation about how your federal government is using Taylor Swift against you. It got my attention. You know where I stand on Taylor Swift. We know what her politics are. We know which side she's on, and we know what our government is capable of. These things all add up to me. There has been a video released of a Pentagon person at a PSYOPs meeting a couple of years ago where they're saying we're now using Taylor Swift to combat disinformation. We're taking Taylor Swift's own words and own tweets and own things like that, and we're sending it out to people and making sure that it sifts through X or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and we hit the right people for disinformation purposes. Our federal government has already admitted for years now, at least three, they've been using Taylor Swift for PSYOPs. And we know if our federal government's doing that, they're doing it to benefit Democrats. They're not doing it to benefit us versus the Chinese. That's not what they're doing. They're not doing it to benefit us against the Iranians. They're doing this to win elections. We know what our federal government does. That's what they spend their time doing now, working for Democrats to try to win elections. That's not even up for debate anymore. So there's this piece of video out there. And Jesse Waters promotes all day. And then he goes on the five and says, we've got a massive investigation tonight that we're releasing about Taylor Swift and PSYOPs and all this stuff that's going on. It's a primetime exclusive. And we'll have it for you tonight at seven o'clock. He's tweeting it. He's putting it out all day long. I'm watching the Mizzou game against Kentucky. I'm watching K-State, West Virginia. I got things to do, man. Seven o'clock, I switch over and he doesn't lead with it. I wait and I wait and I wait. The first segment of the show, the whole A block, nothing. The tease for the next segment, nothing. Later he teases, we've got this Taylor Swift thing coming up. They aired this story at 7.43. He did about a minute on it and then had a guest from the FBI. And it was a giant nothing burger. There was nothing there. And the reason I bring up Jesse Waters is he's either completely full of crap and never to be trusted again when he promotes a story, or, which is what I think happened, is B, I think this happened. I think all hell broke loose yesterday at Fox News. I think he had stuff that the bosses at Fox determined were either not verified enough or were too damning against too powerful people that they pulled it off and said, you are not running this story. This is why Tucker Carlson is not there. This is why they got sued and lost $670 million last year over voter fraud stories. Fox News is scared to death. That's a fact. There's no doubt they're running scared of airing anything edgy or different. They don't mind their people going on and giving opinions. They don't mind that because they, that, they've got cover for that. But running a, quote, massive investigation of Jesse Waters' primetime and leading a story about this is going on, here it is, here's what we've learned is an entirely different thing than Jesse Waters at 743 having a guest on from the FBI saying, what about this little video we've seen of the PSYOPs Pentagon people saying they're using Taylor Swift? I think all hell broke loose yesterday at Fox News. I think Jesse Waters was ready to go at 7 o'clock. I think he had stuff that was going to be fascinating, interesting, groundbreaking, new, and different. And it either was, A, not verified fully, not fully vetted for the Fox bosses, or more likely, again, B, they're just scared to death of getting sued. And they didn't want to run the story. 
She's tied in with George Soros. George Soros bought her entire music catalog. When George Soros and these people, like she's got people on the left have been really crappy to her. All right. But she's a leftist, mostly an abortion women's rights lady, but she's a leftist. No doubt about it. Soros bought up her catalog and you've heard the term Taylor's version. You know what Taylor's version is? She went back and re-recorded everything she ever did. So she owned it. And then she told her fans, don't down, undownload, all right? And don't buy or purchase any of the previous recordings of my songs. Download and buy the new ones that I own. And these people go and do it for her. It's incredible. Like all these people had all this music downloaded but then George Soros and a bunch of people on the left bought up the catalog and owned her music rights, these corporations. And she said, great, I'm going to re-record all of them and I'll own it. So now it's called Taylor's version. So all of her fans got rid of all the old music. They don't buy that or download that anymore. And they're gobbling up Taylor's version of the same songs that have been around for 15 years. It's incredible what she did. And she's pulled off. And I have no problem with her doing that because she didn't like these corporate people doing it. But she's going to go to work for these same people. Her and George Soros want the same thing. It's nefarious. Jesse Waters is our second person we're talking about today on KKHI because I have no idea what happened at Fox News on Tuesday. We're going to continue. I have one, two, three, four more people. Four more people that you know we're going to talk about coming right up. We are brought to you today by ticketsforless.com. I got an email from my friends over at Tickets for Less. They have Chiefs tickets under 100 bucks. And now they've given us a special promo code. All right, the ticket sales are slow for the Chiefs game on Saturday night. Everybody knows that. But this promo code also includes club-level seats, and there are some available. They're pricey, but if you want to go to the game and you want to be indoors, you can save 15% with the promo code KKHI15. If you have young people like I do, my 33-year-old son wants to go to the game. He doesn't care that it's cold. He's going to bundle up. He's going to go. Tickets are under 100 bucks at ticketsforless.com. And with the promo code KKHI, you save an additional 15%. If you're already going and you need a parking pass, KKHI15 is your promo code. No matter what you're doing Saturday night for the Chiefs, KKHI15 saves you 15% on everything Chiefs at ticketsforless.com. That's tailgate tickets. They have a heated, wonderful tailgate area tent that Tickets for Less provides all the food and drinks and everything. It's a covered heated tent, Kansas City barbecue, adult beverages and soft drinks, dedicated restrooms in just ahead of the game. You can buy those tickets at ticketsforless.com and save 15% as well with your promo code KKHI15. Spread the word. If, if not you, spread the word. Tell people you know that are thinking about going to the game. Ticketsforless.com, KKHI15, and they'll save 15%. Advanced Medical Imaging is online at medimageks.com. You heard Gary Woodland say there he has to get an MRI still every three months. Well, there's a lot of folks getting that situation. If you want to get outside your hospital chain and get an MRI or a CT scan quickly and efficiently, advanced medical imaging is the way to go. MedImageKS.com. They can see you today or tomorrow. When something happens, you have a medical issue and your doctor says, I need to get you in for a scan. Why would you wait five weeks? I don't understand it. Advanced medical imaging will get you in now. Log on to MedImageKS.com. Dot com. No waiting at Advanced Medical Imaging. And this may be the new year if you're 40 or older to get the heart scan and find out what your plaque score is. That's out of pocket, but it's 100 bucks or less. To get the heart scan, it's great peace of mind. This is like getting the oil changed in your car. You should do this every couple of years if you're over 40. Get the heart scan at Advanced Medical Imaging online at medimageks.com. And Fry Orthodontics, with 13 locations in the area. Now they're open in Lawrence. Teeth love them. You will too. Invisalign, ceramic braces, or metal braces. Depends on what your individual goals are. Best way to do this is get your free appointment. Log on to fryorthodontics.com, and even if you're checking for a child or a grandchild, visit the website, take a look at the videos. The first exam is free. Just mention the podcast. They're going to ask you what your individual goals are. Then they're going to eliminate excessive treatment for you. That's really, they're, they're, they're reinventing orthodontics at Fry Orthodontics because there are different goals for different people. And eliminating the excessive treatment is what it's all about. Less is more with Fry Orthodontics. It's a passion of Dr. Jeremy's. He's absolutely committed to this, making sure that the best experience anywhere in America for anyone 
that wants a perfect smile? Is it Fry Orthodontics? Log on to fryorthodontics.com where your smile is just the start. Our third person of interest today is quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Wow. If you missed this thing on Tuesday, he went on the Pat McAfee show again. And I'm not going to play a clip here because there is no good one or two minute clip for you. He was on for 45 minutes for crying out loud or longer. And he's in a brawl with Jimmy Kimmel. He's in a brawl with executives at ESPN. He's in a brawl with Tony Fauci. He's in a brawl with media in America. And he is standing tall to anyone who says, why are you talking about what happened during COVID three years later? And Aaron Rodgers eloquently said on this show, I want to remind everybody that during COVID in California, where he has a home, the police were going up and down the beach, pulling surfers out of the ocean, grabbing them and saying, we will arrest you if you don't go home. Then he said 60% of the country is vitamin D deficient. You need vitamin D and vitamin C to fight COVID and zinc. They wouldn't, they wouldn't tell us to take vitamin C and D and zinc. They were pulling us out of the sunshine, locking us down in our homes, making it worse. And then he said, don't even get started on what we did to people on ventilators in this country. We killed people right and left. There were countries around the world where they didn't use ventilators and their death rate was better than ours. Then he said, you want to have this discussion? Let's have this discussion because they're not locking us down again. They're not doing this again. They were wrong. They lied. Fauci lied. They did it for the pharmaceutical companies. It was an experimental vaccine that did not work. And in order for them to approve this, they had to tell us there was no other medication that would work. Hydroxychloroquine wouldn't work. Ivermectin wouldn't work. They had to shoot down everything else and say nothing else was available, so you have to try this. They all got rich. People died. People are sick today. And yes, Jimmy Kimmel, I would like to have this discussion with you. Aaron Rodgers is right. He pointed to Africa and said, why did they have fewer people get COVID in Africa than in the United States? It's because they take malaria drugs in Africa because malaria is so evil and terrible in Africa on that continent. Because they have taken malaria drugs over the years, COVID didn't hit them the way it hit us. We had medicines everywhere that would work on this thing, and they were pushing a vaccine that doesn't work. And some people have taken as many as eight of them. Aaron Rodgers is standing proudly saying, you, you want to make fun of me for going to a junior college because I didn't take this shot? God bless you. I'm the same way. Like, I, I've, I don't know that I've ever made a better decision in my life for me, not for you, not for anyone else, but for me, than not taking the shot. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made. And there is no chance you would have gotten one of my kids. If my children were minors, there is no chance any of them would have gotten it. Two of my three did. One of them didn't. There is no way you would have gotten me to give my kid that shot. No chance, zero chance that would have happened. So I'm with Aaron Rodgers, and he's fighting, he's fighting, he's fighting. And apparently Aaron Rodgers at this point in his life doesn't give a rip. His owner of his team, Woody Johnson, is the most conservative owner in the NFL, probably didn't get the shot, doesn't care that Aaron Rodgers is doing this. It's almost like he's a messiah or something. He's gone into New York, into this liberal denizen, and he's just doing all these things and saying all these things. And then they try to accuse him of being some sort of a whack job who had a massive SAT score and spent two years at Cal Berkeley. And they're saying he's a dummy because he played junior college football. He played junior college football because he didn't have a division one offer. <laughs> These people are unbelievable. Aaron Rodgers is doing great work. God bless you, Aaron Rodgers. I'm on your team any, any day. John Kirby, Pentagon spokesperson, is our fourth person. John Kirby had a rough day at the office on Tuesday. John Kirby wants Corrine Jean-Pierre's job, and it would actually make sense if he took that over instead of her because she's a buffoon. But they can't fire her. <laughs> and John Kirby doesn't want to be the middle-aged white guy that pushes her out. So he stays over there at the Pentagon, and some days he speaks on behalf of the White House, and some days she does. He's occasionally spoken at the White House, but a lot of days he's at the Pentagon. Lloyd Austin is your... Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, they have now revealed, went in for a prostate cancer procedure where in most occasions you have your surgery and you go home the same day. He had complications. He stayed in the hospital for five days. 
It was three days before the president of the United States knew the secretary of defense was in the hospital. This is really bad. This is really, really bad. This is why people hate government. This is why people hate the Biden administration. So John Kirby explains, you know, we want to be more transparent. We want to do better. He is normally eloquent. He's better than KGP. He does a good job up there. And he was trying to explain, look, this was on us. This fell through the cracks. We apologize. Nobody's getting fired. Nothing bad happened. It's okay, but we, you know, it shouldn't happen again. And Peter Ducey asked the question of questions. He didn't pinpoint it and say, well, if somebody had, if the next person gets sick and they're at Walter Reed, and have to, no, he didn't do that. He asked a very broad, basic question of John Kirby. And it was ballsy as all hell. Peter Ducey looked at the spokesperson for the president of the United States and asked this question. He said, if you didn't tell us about this and then what you did tell us was wrong, why should we ever believe anything you ever say again? Now, let me repeat that. He's looking at John Kirby 10 feet away. In light of what happened, why should we, meaning the American people, not just reporters, why should we ever believe anything you say at that podium again? And John Kirby, normally cool, handles things well, was completely flummoxed. He had no answer. He paused. He fumbled looking for words. The words that he was looking for, he couldn't find. The reason he couldn't find those words was what he was really doing was suppressing the words he wanted to say. The words he wanted to say was, we screwed up big time. We are terribly sorry, and we promise it won't happen again. That's why. But he can't say it because Democrats cannot admit that they're wrong. He couldn't do it. He stammered. He said nothing for a minute and a half, fumbling around for words. It was unbelievable. And I think what it tells me, and I may read too much into this, but I'm big into reading what people say because I've just been doing it my whole life watching people in news conferences, watching what they say, how they act. I told you how great Gary Woodland was yesterday. I think what it tells me is John Kirby is ashamed and embarrassed right now to be affiliated with this White House. That's what I was feeling. What I was feeling was he didn't know either for at least three days, and he's pissed. What I saw was massive tension behind the walls at the White House. John Kirby had a bad day. Our fifth person is not somebody you technically know. You may have heard the name, but there's a viral video out there that is so important for America to see. The reporter's name is David Menzies. He's with Rebel News, and he works in Canada, and he's conservative, and he does the ambush interviews on the street. He calls them scrums, I think. Scrum, scrumming, a scrumming, scrum. So he's walking down the street in Canada, and there's a lady named Christia Freeland, and she's a minister of some sort. Of, of the, she's high. It's like being a senator. She's high up. She's walking down the street, and he goes up to her and he starts asking questions. This is about Palestine and Israel, international affairs, and stuff like this. And he's walking backwards as she's walking, and there's a big burly man, probably six four. 35, 40 years old, 220, in a trench coat, just standing next to a, a light pole. And he's blocking half the walkway. So there's only enough room for Christia, the minister, to walk through because there's a building right there. They're on a sidewalk. And the rest of it is, and so here comes David Menzies walking backwards, not looking. And he sees him out of the corner of his eye and he sort of turns sideways and he is going to bump into this man. And the man gives him the forearm shiver like you would do if you were setting a pick in basketball. That's what the man did. Menzines rubs off of him and turns around him and continues to interview this, this minister, this lady on the street, when the man who forearm shivered him grabs him violently, pulls him down a few feet, pushes him up against the wall, where four police officers, Royal Canadian Mounties, four police officers arrest him for assault against a police officer. They cuff him. They put him in a van for an hour. The video goes viral because this cameraman immediately puts this on X. And all the while, it lasts like two minutes long. 
They're saying, we're going to arrest you for assault against an officer. And he's like, for what reason? What's your badge number? What is your name? And what's your badge number? He just continues to ask questions of these cops. And they couldn't look worse. He refers to Trudeau, the prime minister, as blackface. And all throughout it, he goes, you're just working for blackface. This is what they do in media now in Canada in President Blackface's regime. He's going on and on and on. It is incredible if you've not seen the footage. In response to this on social media, Canadians everywhere start posting all these other incidents where they grab reporters in Canada and shut them down and and or arrest them. This man's charges were dropped after an hour. They kept him cuffed in a van for an hour on the scene. And after they saw the reaction on social media, they released him with no charges. I think the man should file assault charges against the Royal Canadian Police. This man is 60-some years old, clearly. He was properly dressed with a really nice hat on, a jacket and a tie, the whole thing. He couldn't have been better on camera. He will have the sympathy of any jury and every person in the entire country of Canada. If I were him, and I don't know if there are laws or not, you can do this in Canada because their laws are different than ours, I would sue the spit out of the Canadian police. Pushing me against the wall, manhandling me with four cops for crying out loud. You got to see this video. I can't really play it for you here. It just doesn't work. The video is amazing. His name is David Menzies. And they filmed the entire thing. Despicable. Absolutely despicable. And our last person of interest, well, no, we're going to do a couple in sports as well. Our last news person of interest here is Pete Mundo. I was a guest on Pete Mundo's radio show on Wednesday morning. If you'd like to hear that segment, you can go to kcmotalkradio.com, and I'm sure it's podcast there. We'll also play that for our patrons. Every time I'm on the radio, we put it up as a patron podcast as well. So you never miss anything else that I do. If I'm on TV or whatever I do, I put them up for the patrons every time. I don't always play them here on the regular podcast, but I make them available easily for the patrons to hear. And it was a fun, interesting conversation about a wide variety of things. We started with the Chiefs and wound up talking about Taylor Swift psyops. It was kind of fun. But Mundo is having a, a surge in the ratings and his entire station. He's the program director there. They're now on 95.7 FM, not just 7.10 AM. So they're really promoting 95.7 FM. And the thing is just... First couple of months, they're rate, double-digit rating climbs by being on FM. And they've not been a, a highly rated station in the past. They've not made a massive impact in Kansas City. This is a great conservative radio station run by Pete Mundo and a staff of loyal, dedicated professionals that love America. If you still listen to radio, you should listen to Pete Mundo. And you should listen to that radio station, 95.7 FM. The numbers are growing. And as the numbers grow and grow and grow, especially in an election year, it has a chance to make a real impact in Kansas City. Remember, the only other news talk station in Kansas City is 98.1. They have massive ratings. They don't do politics. And they don't talk about America. Like, they just talk about Tent City and, you know, different things going on and, and don't really have a lot of opinions. I have no idea how they're as highly rated as they are, but they are on 98.1. And good for them. It is local talk and it works, but now we got a level playing field. We have two good FM signals. Typically, this can take a couple of years, but once the city figures out that there's conservative talk over on 95.7, it will bleed listeners away from 98.1 because plenty of 98.1 listeners are conservative and they want some of that. They want some of that out of their hosts and they don't get it. So this will be really interesting to see what happens. But congratulations to Pete Mundo and the folks at 95.7 for the first initial success they've had their first couple of months. They've seen double-digit ratings increases by switching over to FM. That is awesome. All right, Sports Today is brought to you by Cross Kitchens KC, online at crosskitchenskc.com. The new year could be a new remodel for your home. Why not make your living space the best it can be? It could be something as simple as one bathroom, maybe off your kitchen that you want to redo, get some new countertops in there, maybe a light fixture and redo the cabinets. Or maybe you want to do your whole kitchen or man cave or whatever it may be. Cross Kitchens can handle any job, big or small. They can literally remodel your entire home if you're up for something like that. Family owned and operated right here in Belton, Missouri. This is a wonderful local business and you're really going to like Tim Cross and his wife, Brittany, and their little boy, Jed. And then they got a baby on the way. This is a really cool family, and they do great, great work. 
Call 816-898-7047 or log on to crosskitchenskc.com. It's time for something new. North Kansas City Dental is online at nkcdental.com. Jessica and I see Dr. Bill Bush at North Kansas City Dental. Last time I went, uh, Dr. Bush was out of town. He does a lot of speaking engagements around the country about um, modern dentistry. Like He's the go-to guy. He's Kansas City's dentist. He's the dentist of the Chiefs. This is the guy. And the dentists that work for him are the best in the city. So I saw a different dentist, and it was a great experience too. And this can work for you. It's time to get back to the dentist, folks. You know you can go every six months, and your insurance pays for it. NKCDental.com. 816-471-2911. Switch dentists this year to a great conservative sports-loving dentist, Dr. Bill Bush, at NKC Dental Offices in Kansas and Missouri. And Aminis, this is Aminis. Winter's the time to be indoors. Guys, you can have a golden tea machine in your house by the weekend or a pinball machine or something cool, foosball table, billiards, shuffleboard. I got my new bowling pins for Christmas on my shuffleboard table. A couple of times we've already played. It's harder than it looks. You think knocking bowling pins over with a shuffleboard puck is easy? It is not. It is not. But it's fun. And we enjoy the shuffleboard table in the man cave from Amini's Galleria. They're awesome folks. They have great products. R.S. Amini and his family have operated a great business for over 40 years now in the Kansas City area. They're also in St. Louis, Tulsa, and Oklahoma City. Online at Aminis.com. This is Aminis. Andy Reid with the quote so far, the sport, the local sports quote so far of 2024 is Andy Reid. When asked about the advantages on Tuesday that he has playing in the cold and the snow, possible snow on Saturday night against the Miami Dolphins, Andy responded, quote, we're not having a snowball fight here. We're playing a football game. <laughs> that's right. And I'm pretty sure that's one he knew he was going to be asked and he already had the answer for. And I'm sure he's told his team, we're not having a snowball fight. You don't have an advantage. Oh, but they do. The Chiefs have so many advantages this week, it scares the hell out of me. They have rest, which is huge. They have Andy Reid's statistics coming off a bye, which essentially they have because many of their guys didn't play and didn't play much, especially Patrick Mahomes and the rest that he got. Mahomes would say on Tuesday, quote, I'm getting old, man. I need a break every once in a while, unquote, saying he feels great and he thinks his team is about to play the best offense he's played all year at just the right time. All right, Mahomes has been great enough already in his career for me to not knock that. But Andy's got all these advantages. With rest, I guarantee you they spent time going back looking at Miami last week. I don't think there's any question they would have spent some time on Miami last week while they were getting ready for the Chargers because it seems simple. Hey, here's maybe not the rest of the AFC, Pittsburgh, all the other combinations, Indy, Houston, not all that. But they've played Buffalo and Miami. There would have been no reason whatsoever to not take a look at those teams last week and spend a little time on them, on what they're doing now compared to what they did when you played them. So he's been able to do that, treat a little bit like a bye week. Andy said yesterday that they plan on practicing outside today, which is Wednesday. It's very cold today. There is snow on the ground today. Obviously, they cover and clear the field, the practice fields at Arrowhead, but that ground's going to be frozen. It'll be game simulated. It's going to be really cold. He says, we're going to go find things that work and make sure guys can execute them. That's his quote. They asked him about practicing in the cold. We're going to find things that work and make sure guys can execute them. Miami cannot do this. Every advantage points toward the Chiefs. Miami is 0-10 in its last 10 games under 40 degrees. Now, this regime, this coach, this quarterback, they're 0-4. They've played four games under 40 degrees and lost them all. One of them was a playoff game last year in Buffalo where they played very well. I think they lost by three, right? But they've never played in anything like Saturday night. Never. And many Chiefs players won't have played in anything like Saturday night, to be honest. But they are here all week. They've been driving to work in a blizzard. They're going to be freezing cold at practice every day. It's just different than getting off a plane Sometime on Friday, from 81 degrees in Miami, stepping outside and onto the bus and going, oh my God, what is this? It is already in their head before they get here. They're being asked a million questions. 
it cannot possibly be simulated. And on top of that, and the 0-10 and, and all the other stuff, the Dolphins have not beaten one good team this year. This is the important one. The Miami Dolphins are a fun, exciting, interesting, good football team that does not beat other good teams. When they play other good teams, they lose. That's it. They haven't beaten anybody good. The Chiefs played crappy and beat them in Germany. Chiefs didn't play well that day. They're off. They came out and scored 14 points real quick and then ugh, nothing. I mean, nothing. And yes, this could be a very low scoring game. It may not be easy all day. I'm scared to death that it all just looks too easy. Everything points toward the Chiefs in this thing. I mean, absolutely everything. And I guess in a way, that can be kind of scary. Missouri Tigers lost to Kentucky on Tuesday night. No surprise there. This season is fading for Mizzou very quickly. It's going to take a quick turnaround. I think what is surprising is the times that Missouri looks good. They'll hit a shot, pull within six, and say, hey, they got a chance, but then they just don't do it. They don't have that next gear, and it's been missing all year. And you love Nick Honor and Sean East, and you look at these players, and you go, there's some good players on this team, and they're capable, and they should beat some teams in the SEC. But you watch them play in a game like that, and Kentucky's not all that impressive to me. They're sloppy. They're gifted and talented, but sloppy. So you see that and you think, okay, you could take advantage of some of these silly shots they take or a couple of turnovers or things like that. And then Mizzou just doesn't. I don't think it's coaching. I, I, don't, I don't think it's anything about the future. The recruiting's great. Stud's coming in. But I think so far, as exciting as the football season was, this has been a reverse of that. I think Missouri basketball fans right now are really disappointed. My phone was filled with people texting me last night excited about Kansas State basketball. They're 2-0 and in the Big 12. They're 12-3 and overall. Kansas State just won on the road. They're 2-0 and on the road this year. True road games, they're 2-0, and which is helpful. I guess 12-3 and and 2-0 and in the Big 12 makes you look like you're a tournament team, but I don't see it. I texted all my friends that were texting me last night, like, God bless you for getting excited over this. I wish I had it in me. I can't get excited about K-State basketball. I can't do it. I'm watching them, and it's not, there's nothing that defines them. If, you, if you're looking, if you're searching for something, you say, okay, Cam Carter is a really good player. And then you can say, they got enough big guys that they can get a whole bunch of rebounds when they miss because K-State misses a lot of shots. They actually shot it better last night than most nights. West Virginia is terrible. They had just lost by 40 to Houston, right? They lost by 40 or something to Houston. And K-State is down two at the half at West Virginia. They pull away and they win. They win by double digits. I think they won by 14. And, and you should. West Virginia really shouldn't win a game. They're terrible. The thing's awful. Bob Huggins was at the game watching. Looks like he's lost 100 pounds. There are people that say he has not had a drink since he got his DUI. That he's putting his life together. Bob Huggins looked great. He looked healthier than I can ever remember. Bill Self looks healthier than I can ever remember. They're really good friends. They might be fighting some demons together and getting better. I think that's pretty cool. It's good to see him. His clothes don't fit. Bob Huggins, you have enough money to go buy new clothes. He's wearing the old clothes. He had a West Virginia golf pullover on that was two sizes too big, and his jeans were just like Zubaz pants. They were hanging on him because he was so big, and he's not anymore. It was a weird sight to see him like that. But somebody needs to tell him it's time to go shopping. Get some new clothes, Hugs. Good to see you healthy. K-State's 12-3, and 2-0, and, oh, and I am not buying it. I'm going to predict right now they do not make the NCAA tournament. Mark it. Mark, mark the spot. They're 12-3, and three, and they're 2-0 and oh in the Big 12, the toughest conference in America. And I'm going to predict they don't make the tournament. I hope they do. I hope they do. And if they do, it may be more impressive for Jerome Tang than last year. Because it may just be all coaching. He's clearly made a switch with his team and said, the only way we're winning is by playing defense. So they're out there defending. Last year, they were running and scoring, and Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson were filling it up and headed off to the NBA and all that. They don't have that. They got none of that. They don't have a point guard. They really don't have a point guard. He just got hurt for the whole year. He's gone. Quez Glover was going to be their guy. He got re-injured, and it looks like he's out for the year. They lost their best player, Naquan Tomlin. It, it, 
if, if he gets to the tournament this year, it's going to say a lot about Jerome Tang. It will say a lot more than last year said. For me, anyway, it'll say a lot more. Got an email from a sporting Kansas City fan who is not happy that they're playing at Arrowhead Stadium against Miami in April, where Lionel Messi will be playing, he thinks. He emailed me and said, Kev, we season ticket members are not very happy about this decision. We feel like it's massively reduced the value of our premium tickets for this match. To give you perspective, I spend 11000 per person for my season tickets annually with sporting. Wow. It's devaluing the tickets due to supply and demand, which means he can't sell a couple of these off and recoup what he has invested. Poor sight lines at Arrowhead and viewing experience. It's going to be terrible. Much less convenient traffic pattern into and out of the stadium. Less premium access at Arrowhead than we receive at Children's Mercy Park. Several people drive in from out of town. They've pre-booked hotels close to Children's Mercy Park. This match will not now likely be a road game as Midwest soccer fans that are so excited to see will be wearing other jerseys and Miami kits rooting for the away team. I know this probably sounds like a crybaby to you, but for us that invest significantly into this local club, this is a slap in the face. All right. Messi's his favorite player, he goes on to say. He traveled to Barcelona to see Messi play, and Messi did not play in that match because he got injured a couple days before. This is my chance to see him in person if he plays. And he goes on and says that Miami has a crazy schedule of other friendlies and such that they'll be playing around that. And he believes that there's more chance than not that Messi will not play in this match. Wow. Sporting. You know, I knew, and listen, I'm with this guy. I'm hundred percent with him. I knew the second sporting made this announcement and the first thing out of their mouth was, you know, we're doing this really to protect our season ticket members and our suite holders. And the second I heard them talking about those people at the announcement, I'm like, uh-oh, they got a problem with their season ticket members and their suite holders. This is a money grab for Sporting Kansas City. And it's a money grab for the Chiefs. That's fine. Just say it what it is. And say there's enough hubris with Messi in the league that we don't really care about our valued $11,000 per ticket season ticket member holders. They'll still get to go. We'll do this for them or that for them. If I were sporting, I'd find a way to get a couple hundred of my best clients down on the pitch before the match to at least get within 50 yards of Messi and see him. That's what I would do. Thank you for the email. I love listener emails. That's a doozy right there. He feels like they're getting short changed in many ways. That is great stuff. All right. Our final final today is brought to you by Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet GMC, Online at robertsrobinson.com, home of the lifetime warranty, free, no extra charge at robertsrobinson.com. Ideal Health KC, regenerative medicine. Let your body work for you with Dr. Kip Van Camp and his team at Ideal Health KC. Online at idealhealthkc.com. The Finch Knife Company is online at finchknifeco.com. Everything is on sale, 20% off right now, site-wide at finchknifeco.com for one week only and only for people who listen to this podcast. 20% off every single knife at finchknifeco.com or at any retailer anywhere or online store anywhere. Promo code KKHI. Go for it. 20% off. Finch Knife Company, one week only. There are two exemptions. The McCoy is an exception. There's two models that are brand new that are not 20% off. But finchknifeco.com, 20% off, one week only. And my friends at TimeWise Media, online at timewisemedia.com, take your business or small business to the next level with dynamic insertion, search engines, social media, television, radio, or podcast advertising. Even if you want to be on this podcast, give them a holler over at TimeWise Media. You want to be a sponsor of KKHI? Call Chris over at timewisemedia.com. That's timewisemedia.com. They can help your company make more money and be more profitable in 2024. Go jump on that. All right, our final final is we'll stay with college basketball where we were just a couple of moments ago. The Kansas Jayhawks on Wednesday night play at Central Florida, and, and it's gonna be, it looks like it's going to be a race between West Virginia and Central Florida for worst team in the league, okay? Central Florida's really bad. Like, they lost to K-State by 25. They're really not good. And clearly, West Virginia is not any good. Kansas is at Central Florida. We saw on Tuesday night the beginnings of something that happened in college football every time we've seen realignment. 
We saw it when teams joined the SEC or Big Ten or went to other conferences. There's a drop-off. When you join a new league, bad things happen. And it takes time for good things to happen. It just does. We saw this in football in the Big 12. The worst teams in the Big 12 this last year were the new teams. Well, on Tuesday night, Houston, which a lot of people think is the best team in the Big 12 and will actually beat Kansas and win the Big 12 this year, I don't. I'm not that person that believes that. There's a lot of people that believe that. They went to little old Iowa State on a Tuesday night in the snowstorm and got their butt handed to them. They were down big time at one point. They fought back. Iowa State wins the game. Houston loses. Central Florida's up next. They play tonight against Kansas. Can't imagine what that might look like. It's fun. Hey, Central Florida fans, I, I we did that weekend thing a couple months ago where we went and saw Eric Church in Florida. And at the pool at the resort we were staying at, I was sitting next to a guy who was a Central Florida fan. And he had just happened to be in, in Manhattan the week before at the UCF game against K-State. And he goes, man, that was something else. That's a whole different deal than what we're used to the games we're used to going to. That was wild. I said, yeah, it's different. And then, of course, UCF was thought to be pretty good, and it turned out they weren't very good this year playing in the Big 12. He goes, we got some work to do, and we recognize that. I said, yeah, if you think that in football, wait until basketball. It's even harder. He's like, oh, we're pretty good. We got some players. I'm like, yes, wait until basketball. If you think it's hard joining this league in football, wait until basketball. Because Houston's like Final Four caliber DNA, right? They're really, really good or have been really, really good. Wait until they go through this meat grinder and see how it stacks up for Houston. And it began last night as they lost to Iowa State. Your final final at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the kklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.